The wagon sped through the streets of the Western Quarter, passing lavish shop fronts and swerving every so often to avoid someone crossing the street as evening time slowly turned into night. Scribe, Nia, Nathan and Balasar lurched as the wagon pitched left and then right again. Nia stowed her soundstick in her pocket. Were we right? Was it the bottom and pull? Grunted Scribe, looking at her. Nia nodded and sighed. The minute they heard Norm hunting, they flooded the eastern wilds with watch from all over the place. Well, we'll still have the Western Quarter watch, right? A private security? Maybe, I don't know, military? Asked Nathan, grabbing onto his seat as the wagon lurched again. Everyone in Porton here brings private security with them. No sound sticks, so there's a chance they don't even know he's coming. The wagon sped deeper into the Western Quarter. The bumpy roads of the Southern District had been left behind for the slick streets of the richest area in Tarthage. Everyone here looked like they had nowhere to be, noticed Nathan, as they whipped past finely dressed half-orcs smoking thick cigars as they strolled from one restaurant to another. A noise caused them all to look up. A train zipped past overhead, passing between two of the large forks and winding off in the direction they'd just come. Nathan swore and looked out of the window as the wagon pulled up outside a grand house, with a large garden to the front. The wagon doors flew open and they piled out, looking around but seeing no one. One by one, they drew their battens and approached the house. In the fading light, they picked their way up a small cobbled path that cut through the well-manicured gardens. The townhouse itself was sandwiched between two other equally grand residences, the whole block five storeys high with small windows, some of them showing burning lamps beyond. Nathan looked up at the house in front of them. There were no lights burning, except on the top floor. Exchanging looks with Nia, Nathan tried the door handle, finding it locked. Balasar looked down and moved forward. Running one finger over the door lock, clicks emitted from beyond until the door clicked and slid open, revealing a dark hallway beyond. Right. When we get in here, split the pack. I've only been here once, but it looks like there's a lot of rooms. We're not having this guy sneak past us. He's fast. Eyes up and open, Nia ordered in a hushed voice. They all nodded as she crept forward into the house, her baton raised. They found themselves in a marble-floored entrance hallway, with a spiral staircase rising to their right. Looking up into the gloom, they could make out a chink of light spilling out from a doorway five floors up. They began climbing the stairs, not daring to look at each other or even breathe too heavily. They passed the first floor, then the second, then the third. When they were at the bottom of the stairs leading to the fifth floor landing, and the chink of light pouring through a slightly ajar doorway above them, Nia stopped. She pointed to herself and Nathan, then nodded left to the slightly open door. She then squinted for a moment, pointing to Balasar and Scribe, and then nodding to another set of double doors to the left of the others. They all nodded and crept up the stairs. Nathan paused, breathing in and feeling his chest pumping as he and Nia sneaked past the slightly open door, positioning themselves either side of it. Scribe and Balasar went past them, finding the double doors and gently opening them, sneaking inside and disappearing out of sight. Nia counted. One. Two. Three. Then there was a scream. High and blood-curling through the open door, she turned and kicked out, the door crashing open as Nathan and her leapt into the room, batons raised. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. 
and we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. As Nathan rushed forward, he found his feet lose grip on the floor for a moment, slipping and sending him forward, struggling to keep his balance. Looking ahead, he saw a large grand room, adorned with thick hanging tapestries, a piano and a few large couches. But the couches had been tossed aside, and in the centre of the room there were two bloodied bodies, devoid of skin. Nathan couldn't help but gasp as the screams continued. Looking up, he saw an elven figure hunched under the piano, a shawl pulled up around the face eyes wide as they looked at the horror in the middle of the room. Looking down, Nathan saw that the floor was slick with blood, thick and crimson as it pulled outward slowly towards the door. If Nier had reached five, it would have crept under. The elf kept screaming as Nier stopped beside Nathan, taking in the scene before them. Moments later, a set of side doors crashed open with Scribe and Balassar running into the room. Scribe slipped on the blood as Nathan had done. By the gods... Balassar's eyes widened as he stepped over the worst of the blood, picking his way towards the bodies and looking up. Nathan followed his gaze. It appeared that the hanging tapestries had two gratuitous bloody additions. Each one held a freshly removed elven skin, each with a dagger through the forehead keeping it in place. The elf under the piano screamed and screamed, eyes darting from the bodies to them and then to the tapestries. Balassar and Nathan moved towards the bodies, crouching down as Nier ran to Scribe, pulling him up out the blood and towards the elf under the piano. Same cuts! Same everything! called out Nathan as Balassar inclined his head to the body furthest from him. No, don't worry, we're Southern District, ECU. Tell me what happened. Who did this? Where did he go? shouted Scribe as he ducked under the piano to pull the elf out. Nia, this one is still alive, shouted Balassar suddenly. Nathan looked down and covered his mouth as the body beside Balassar suddenly coughed, spraying blood into the air as the elf under the piano drew back from Scribe, still screaming bloody murder. Nia looked back to Nathan and Balassar, her brow furrowed when there was a cry of agony from beside her. They looked towards the piano as Yanir Scribe staggered backwards, clutching his chest, letting out a gargled cry of agony. He fell backwards, slipping in the blood, and tumbled to the ground a sickening crack echoing as his head hit the floor. Nia launched herself forwards towards him as the elf sprung forward, spinning and swinging his foot at the back of her legs, sending her head over heels into the blood. Balassar moved next, jumping up and over one crouch towards Yania, swinging his baton at the elf, but Morthos was too quick, ducking down under the baton and sprinting across the room. Nathan went after him. Nia saw Balassar going to scribe and jumped up, covered in blood and following Nathan after Morthos. Leaving the bloodied room behind them, Nia and Nathan gave chase into a side room after finding a set of small stairs rising to an open trapdoor in the roof. Morthos had a head start, and they watched his boots vanish onto the roof. They followed and found themselves on the rooftops of the western quarter. Morthos was already sprinting away, jumping over rooftops towards the edge of the street. The wind whistled around them as Nia and Nathan followed, their feet hammering on the tiles underneath them. They watched the elf deftly leap over any obstacles the rooftops offered. Nathan took a quick lead over Nia, racing through the night sky, baton in hand. As he sped towards Morthos, he saw the elf stop and turn, standing on the edge of the roof, a hundred feet or more above the street to the western quarter. 
Nathan stopped and raised his baton. Southern District ECU, you will surrender yourself for arrest. He walked slowly towards Morthos. He heard Nia's feet pounding closer and closer until she stopped, breathing heavily as she raised her own baton in one hand and a set of manacles in the other. Nowhere to go, Morthos. You give it up now. This ends. Both she and Nathan inched closer and closer to where Morthos stood, right on the edge of the building. Morthos faced them now, smiling and revealing a row of dirty teeth, some of them apparently filed into points. They inched closer still, not taking their eyes off him. The drow's skin was a sickly white, with two muddy green eyes sunken into his face. One day, I think I'll just stop. Morthos smiled his eyes flicking from Nathan to near and back. Wouldn't that be murder? Knowing you could do nothing to stop me, and that I could come back at any time. You really think you'll ascend by doing this? Nia shouted. A low thrumming noise could be heard from the carriage fork below them. Morthos ignored her, smiling at Nathan. I'm sorry about your friend, uh, the watchman. Not the fat dwarf, the ignorant dragonborn the other day. Wasn't easy, pinning him to the ceiling, but I just about managed it. Nathan took a big step towards Morthos, about five feet from the dark elf. The air around them seemed to throb as the carriages approached. In the corner of his eye, Nathan could see two beams of light cutting through the darkness. Step away from the edge, Morthos. Let's talk. No gimmicks. No nothing. I just want to talk. Nathan slowly lowered his baton. Morthos' face changed to one of concern, snapping his head left and right looking over his shoulder at the street below them. Really? You just want to talk? He asked frantically, the roar of the carriages growing louder and louder. Of course, we just want to talk. We just want to help. Nathan cried out. Near threw him a sideways look and kept a baton and manacles raised. The carriage tore around the corner below them as Morthos' face snapped into a cruel grin. Don't forget to vote, Watchman. Nathan leapt forward to grab him, but it was too late. Morthos had stepped backwards and off the edge of the roof. Nier and Nathan reached the edge just in time to see the elf tumbling head over heels and land on the roof of the carriages as they swept by. Nathan climbed up onto the edge of the roof. He sensed Nier doing the same. The carriages were whipping past them. Nathan took half a breath and stepped out. This has been Tales of Tarpage. This episode was written and edited by Samuel Bradley. The title music was Who Am I to Complain by Alec Michael Wilson. Extra sounds were provided by Zapsplat.com. This was a Starter Set Studio production. Hello. Hi. Do you like bad movies? Do you find yourself defending bad movies, saying things like, well, the soundtrack was okay, or the 
costumes were pretty fun. From the previous hosts of It's Not That Bad Podcast, we bring you Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast from Simone LaRue and Chad Ekovitz. Every week, we review two movies that did not do well critically, but we say, hey, there are some nice things about them. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. Maybe they're all fools, and you should watch these movies regardless. We'll also talk about scenes that could have saved it, and we'll often refer to Simone's cats because they're amazing and adorable, and we love them. <laughs> and at the end of each review, we will tell you whether we would watch this movie again, or in what circumstances we would recommend you watch this movie. So, join us on July 9th for the first drop of our main episode, and then two days later for our drop of our minisodes. And on Robots Radio Podcast Network. Come see us on July 9th. We love you so much already. Bye. Bye. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amarin. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from.